What is up, my faithful friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Hey, before I get too far into this episode, I have to tell you about a really fun event coming to our community. So if you are in my neck of the woods here in northern Minnesota, I want you to check out a really cool family event coming Saturday, September 2nd to Solway, Minnesota. This is going to be such a spirit-filled event. Proclaim is a free admission summer concert event featuring Presence Music, Adelaide, and 7th Time Down. There will be bouncy houses, kids games, food trucks, and all the things. It will be at the new Bergamo campground just east of Solway. I will put the details and the Facebook link in the show notes. Folks, if you can make it, you will want to be a part of this. And if you can't, will you do me a favor of praying for the Lord's protection, provision, and blessing over the event? We know that where two or more gather in his name, there he is also. I pray people are lifted up and he is glorified in a big, big way. Okay, now let me ask you a question. When I say the word productivity, what is the first thought or feeling you have? Do you think of it in positive terms? Or is it a dirty word in your world? Personally, I feel best when I'm efficient and productive. I like to feel the sense of accomplishment that comes with checking things off my project list especially when it means I'm able to find more time for the people and the things that fill me up. I've been on a journey with the Lord, and He is revealing to me the importance of creating space in our lives for Him, giving Him the first fruits of our time. As I do that, He helps me see the things that are meant to be on my plate and the things that aren't. It really is life-changing to depend on Him and trust Him with your time. And now I have the honor and privilege of helping other people experience some of the same blessings that come from managing their time from a foundation of faith. My friend, if you are running on a hamster wheel and don't know how to get off, if you are filling your plate so full that you barely have time to breathe, if you want more time for the things that matter most to you, I want to help you. Grab a more time strategy strategy session with me so that we can get you started on the path to having more time freedom. Go to gracefilledleader.com slash more time method to get more info and grab a one-on-one call with me. Okay, we started this conversation talking about productivity. Isn't it ironic that when we talk about being productive at home or in the work that we do, that we assign ourselves, we generally think of it in a positive light, right? Like, if I can crank out content for three episodes instead of one, or I get all my laundry done in one day, I'm thrilled to have produced more with my efforts. And honestly, as a leader, I feel the same about my work at my day job. If I can effectively use my time to accomplish more, I feel good about it. But now on the flip side, when we think about productivity in the workplace and talk about it with those we lead, is it perceived as positively? Oftentimes not. People often misperceive productivity to be a measure by which 
an organization pushes its people to work harder in order to make the company more money. Well, on the surface, that is sort of true. It also seems to be something people equate to being less valued as a human being. That by setting productivity expectations as a leader or as a company, it means you don't value your people. So how do we shift that narrative so that our people don't see productivity as another four-letter word in their vocabulary? Well, today I'm going to share a few tips that have helped me and my leaders and will hopefully help you. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Now, I don't know about you, but in my day job, our organization sets targets for productivity for pretty much every department. The measure is a little different based on the work, But the idea is to be sure that we are using our staff resources efficiently to do the work that needs to be done. There are generally industry benchmarks that guide these numbers. But every company really determines where they think they need to set the mark to keep their business viable. Ideally, the numbers are realistic for what it takes to do the work and do it well without completely burning out their people. I can tell you that our targets are very realistic and reasonable compared to other organizations. But still, I can't say that people get really excited about the topic of productivity. Some people really get it and understand why it is necessary. Others would prefer to never hear about it. For the vast majority of our team members, I would say that we've done a fairly good job of discussing productivity in a way that's helped them to see the importance of having a measure and that our expectation is reasonable. I'm going to share a few tips that have helped me as a leader and helped the leaders I lead when it comes to discussing productivity. First of all, you need to explain what it is and how it is measured if you have people that are completely new to hearing about it. In my industry, which is healthcare, specifically therapy, We measure our work in units of billable patient care time. To measure productivity, we divide the billable patient care time by the hours someone is paid. 
So if I have a therapist who's done six hours of billable face-to-face patient care time, and they have been paid for an eight-hour day, that therapist is 75% productive. After you've explained what your productivity measure is, you have to clearly communicate the expectation and communicate it in a way that is meaningful. When you set your targets, you need to be sure you understand the work and how much unproductive time is actually needed to do the work. In other words, 100% productivity is never a realistic expectation because there are always tasks in the workday that are non-productive tasks or interruptions that are real and necessary based on the nature of the work. So let's say you set the target at 75%. In order to communicate that in a way that is meaningful and paints the picture that it is reasonable, consider approaching it from a couple of perspectives. First, say it in reference to time. Just like I said, if you work an eight-hour day, you need to do an average of six hours of productive time. That means we are allowing for two hours of time for you to do the other non-productive tasks that are necessary parts of your work. To put that into widgets or units, that means you have to do 24 units worth of patient care time in an eight-hour day. To communicate that, is far more meaningful to team members than saying you have to be 75% productive. It helps them to know how to plan their work in the measure that they actually use. A third tip. I always suggest that you also present productivity in a non-punitive way if possible. Speak to the target Encourage people to aim higher than the target because they will always have some days that fall apart. Also, offer to be a source of support. If they are struggling to meet productivity targets, have a collaborative discussion to understand the barriers to meeting the target and whether there are some strategies you can recommend going forward. Be a partner in helping to remove any barriers you can as a leader. Ask for ideas that might help with efficiency and offer any ideas you have that might help. If someone says they have tried various strategies but they're still struggling, it can be very helpful to request that you shadow that staff person to just see if you can identify any areas of opportunity. You may find that people are actually underestimating the time they are spending. Or, They may have processes that are really inefficient that would be fairly easily remedied. Fourth, I recommend that you regularly talk about productivity as a tool, a tool that allows team members to manage themselves. If each team member manages themselves well and is productive, the whole team will be productive. If teams are managing themselves well, They don't need to be managed. In other words, if you manage your business, those above you are more likely to leave you alone to manage it. If you are productive, you will be contributing favorably to the organization, which will increase the odds that you are able to get what you need 
when it comes to staff resources, equipment, and other things that are important to your team members and support their ability to do their work. Like it or not, every business is a business. You can't write paychecks or pay for the tools and the equipment needed to do the work if you don't have a positive bottom line. Productivity is a tool that actually supports and protects your team members. Low productivity will suggest that not as many people are needed to do the work. Thus, you risk having a reduction in force. Nobody wants that. Personally, I would prefer to have as much autonomy as possible to manage the business of my department. If I can do that well, my odds of being allowed to continue autonomy are much higher. I would far rather lead people than manage them. To have that, people have to understand the value of managing themselves well and managing their own productivity. A final helpful tip to consider is to attach some incentive to productivity. Now be prepared, this will be popular with productive people and less popular with people who struggle to be productive. Use caution with the degree to which you incentivize productivity. It is important to reward reward more than just productivity if you want to have a healthy and collaborative team. What we do, and it's worked well in offering some incentive for productivity, while also leaving room for all of the other aspects of what it means to be a valuable employee, is to take a small percentage of our yearly wage increases and put it at risk, if you will, and tied to productivity. Team members have to meet a certain threshold to even be eligible to get a portion of that at-risk money back. Everyone that falls at or above the threshold is ranked by productivity to their peers, and the portion of money that they get is weighted based on where they rank amongst their peers. We have seen improvement in our productivity numbers since we have tied it to compensation. While productivity isn't exactly a sexy topic of conversation, it is important. The more you make it just part of the culture and be transparent about its value and importance, the more likely your team will not attach such a negative connotation to productivity. They really need to feel some level of influence and control over it. And I think see it as a tool rather than a punitive topic. So to review and summarize my my top five tips for improving the perception around productivity, Number one, explain what it is and how you measure it. Number two, communicate the target or expectation in a way that people understand, a way that helps them know how they need to do their daily work. Number three, make yourself a strategic partner versus a punitive dictator when it comes to productivity. Help remove barriers and collaborate with your team members. Number four, Talk about productivity as a tool to get and keep the resources your team needs to do their work well. And number five, consider creating some incentive around productivity. This allows staff some opportunity to influence what hits their wallets. 
Be sure it is balanced well with other performance measures, however. This was more on the tactical and practical aspects of leadership, but I hope it offers you some kernels of helpful information for what can sometimes be a challenging topic. And with that said, have a wonderful week, my friends, filled with gratitude and grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.